Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 301, episode 2 of Der Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. Oh, yeah. 2323. Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't even think about it. I mean, if you're not seeing the patterns, I don't know what to tell you. And you should know because it's National Cuban Sandwich Day, National Sponge Cake Day, National Ride mm. the Wind Day. Uh, Ride the Wind. Yeah. Those Hell are the, yeah. But it, it shows like a picture of like a old like a Wright Brothers plane. So it might be yeah. You celebrate. Um, Is I don't that know. An extreme sport? Just like oh. flying on extremely old. Well, back then, I I think so. When it was just people who were like, I'm down to die in a rickety like collection of popsicle sticks and construction paper with a bicycle yeah. at the bottom, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to become a kite. And yeah. we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Wright brothers, you know. <laughs> I mean, out. we've said uh, if we've said it once, we've said it a thousand yeah. times. My name's Jack O'Brien, aka I know this little fella named Ronnie. Grinds mm. teeth like on Yayo. If I ever tell you about Ronnie, you would say he's dropping in the polls because he's unlikable, Mm. unlikable, unlikable, and so forth. Or Mm -hmm. not built for this, (laughs) not built for this, Mm -mm. courtesy of the casserole Casanova. Um, Mm. yeah. Yeah. And based on that Ron DeSantis clip where he... His eyes go through so much. They, Dude. Uh, masked rage, complete inner death, um, and then like sorrow, deep, yeah. profound, generational sorrow. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's dark. Seems like it's dark in there. Yeah, uh, it I'm is. thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. Look at me, I'm Ronnie D. Lousy with unlikability Won't get ahead cause I'm polling near dead I can't, I'm Ronnie D Shout out Johnny D. Avis With that wonderful Grease Sandra D, a.k.a. You know what I mean? With the one fucking musical I really actually do know Yes, yeah. so, the so many bangers on that soundtrack Um, Are there any black God. people in Greece? I don't know if they're, are there black, like I know they might be in the background, but the all the I don't main think character. So, yeah. I, think th- I always, I always had like a connection with the opening of Greece when it was animated because there was like a dude with an afro, and I was like, yes, yes, representation oh, yeah. in the animated opening, but maybe not there. Uh, well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by mm-hmm. an actor, host, writer who you yes. know from 
back in the day on Best Week Ever. That's the first place I saw him. Yeah. Uh, his podcast, Go Fact Yourself, on the Maximum Fun Network. It's Jay Keith Vance Friday! Jay Keith! I was not informed that there would be uh, singing and musical parodies, but uh, I'm, I'm on board for it. Okay, All right. Whatever you want, you know? Uh, you got anything? Uh, by the way, uh, Miles, I thought you were asking, are there black people in the country of Greece? <laughs> oh, 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 like, yeah. I mean, Giannis, yeah, 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 definitely answers that question. But I was yeah, like, we're yeah, gonna get in, some tweets. In the movie, <laughs> yes, yes. Not yeah. Elas, yeah, the country of Greece. No, no, no. The film, G R E A S. Yes, no, yes, in that yes. case, uh, no. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> but it, it was the 50s. Hey, we, it, was it was the 50s, white. man. Everybody was white in the 50s. It was the 70s version of the yeah. 50s. Everybody yeah. in the 50s looked like they were in their 30s uh, in high school. It was just yeah. like that, that, yeah, that mindset definitely, like we see like Pleasantville also, where I feel they're like, I don't know. I think black people were invented like in the 60s when the civil rights like movement came about. I don't know, just for this movie. <laughs> they were we'll invented just... in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the perception that and fantasy like that. movies and literature mm -hmm. they're hmm, some things do predate the existence of human beings that have been on this planet since the beginning yeah <laughs> anyways jakey it's yes, been sir. a while how, yeah. how have you been um yeah, i feel I've, like it's what was the last time you were on this show prior to the pandemic i believe so yes this is my in first person? uh yeah in person remember remember in person remember people yeah. yeah, people used to like see each other and hang yeah. out in person. Yeah, there were <laughs> snacks. There were uh, there were snacks. White, there were whiteboards. Yeah, we were just yeah. talking, reminiscing about how about moon cheese. Is yeah, that what it was I believe I discovered moon cheese from uh, being on this show. Yeah, at our studio, our studio, studio used to have yeah. snacks. The snacks mm -hmm. were flowing. Wild and now, times. did someone come and remove them? Like, is there a stash somewhere, or are they just still? Just rotting. Yeah, I still go in the somewhere. studio every once in a while. Oh, okay, it's, yeah, yeah, and th there's there are shows that still record at the studio. It's just we have childcare situations. We have home studios that we've built. Right. Um, we can't be in the same room yeah, without yeah. some uh, of the, us the sexual attention. Some of us stink. Much. Like terribly. you could cut it with a knife. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's um, like watching Bridge. Yeah, we moved on, on Go Fact Yourself. We just we used to do all live audience shows. You Jack, you were on one of them. And then yeah, I during was? pandemic times we uh we segued to doing all Zoom shows and now we're kind of doing a, a mix. So we're we do about half half and half. Nice. On oh, Zoom nice. and in person. And yeah, you know, with disadvantages. I imagine you get you guys get to talk to a lot of people that you wouldn't get to talk to because they're not in the LA area. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, maybe you're not that ambitious. I don't know. We we try to do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. We definitely we go yeah. for people who are just like in San Diego. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ventura. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We even had someone from Palm Springs on recently. Yeah. That was, was crazy. Yeah. That was wild. Was, yeah. Um. <laughs> but we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, the Ronan Farrow article about Elon Musk hath dropped, and Elon Musk is very powerful. It turns out. Outside of, yeah. it's weird because he's like on such a little power trip as like the king of his little fiefdom on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, but that is not for a lack of power elsewhere in his life because he like can turn off the internet for the entire Ukraine like fighting force and has done that multiple yeah, yeah, times. Yeah. Cause like Putin hit him up and was like, Hey, come on. <laughs> come hey, on. Elon. Hey. And they they like Putin is the only person who might be richer than Elon. So I, I, I can see how they would vibe with each other. So we'll talk about that article. We'll talk about uh, debate night in America. Uh, <laughs> GOP will be debating tonight. Will not feature Donald Trump. He's got something going on. I forget what it is. Um, <laughs> so we'll just talk about who to look out for in the debate. Yes. Um, there was a New York Times article that raised a red flag about airlines in the United States that had all the all the hallmarks of like a real real fucked up situation. Uh, <laughs> like there, there's this long section where like the head of the FAA is like, guys, fatalities are basically impossible under us. Like we are we virtually this is a quote virtually eliminated the risk of fatalities aboard U.S. commercial airlines, and then. Contrast that with people like actually doing the work on the ground and they're like, the staffing shortage is 
crazy. Like we, it's very dangerous out here. Um, yeah. So just plain dangerous. And the pun was not even intended there. No, it wasn't. They're spelled differently. But executives um, always know more about what's true than yeah, the people exactly. on the ground, right? I mean, yeah. yeah so we're good here. Yeah. Well, I'm looking uh, we'll at the line and it's going up. So yeah. <laughs> you tell me it's we're bad. good okay. over here. All of that, plenty more. But first, Jay Keith, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Uh, well, I uh, am now officially middle-aged, uh, and therefore I have been watching Columbo. Mm. Um, it is an excellent program that I used to make fun of people uh, who watched it. And uh, as such, when I watch it, uh, I end up uh, doing an internet search for each particular episode or an actor whose name looks familiar, who's someone I recognize. So most, So I believe my last four searches I have it here were... Uh, Colombo Katie Seagal, uh, oh. Colombo Jose Ferrer, Colombo Vic Tabak, all of whom appear, appeared in uh, Colombo, uh, and then uh, Colombo uh, Giant Robot. Uh, and it turned out they actually used the same Robbie the Robot from uh, Lost in Space in an episode of Colombo. So uh, that that's where I am with things is uh, identifying uh, who was making who are making some of their first uh, show business appearances or last show business appearances in episodes of Colombo. Yeah. It, is, uh, it is streaming on Peacock and I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, there's there's a lot of I, I just saw an article. I forget like about how like the OC was like, you know, so many stars passed mm -hmm. through the OC on their way to superstardom. But like, yeah. you know, a lot of people were on Colombo too. a lot of you people know? on Colombo people. Yeah, late in their, yeah that, that's what's so great is you have some, you know, some incredible screen legends. John Cassavetes has an entire episode. He and Peter Falk, I learned later, were uh, good friends. Uh, and then, uh, I, I th then I saw in the credits, Katie Seagal and I was like, what, how could Katie Seagal be in this? I thought, you know, she wasn't around until married with children. Uh, and she had a cameo, like I think her second thing she ever did as a secretary in an episode. And it turned out she got the job because her dad directed the episode. So nepotism oh, hey. alive and well in the 1970s. Wow. Uh, by the way, I was watching uh, the pilot episode and I was like, wow, this is like, it really grabbed me right away. I was like, wow, those are really good shots. Wow. This is so visually interesting. Wow. Look at that. And then the credits come on directed by. Steven Spielberg. Steven wow. Spielberg directed the first episode of Columbo. Which means That's he's probably amazing. which means he probably is still getting residuals for establishing right? the uh, Oh yeah. If you yeah, you directed the pilot, you're locked yeah. in. And that's good to hear, actually. Yeah, that I was makes very me worried. happy. Yeah, that yeah. was very worried about how young Stevie Spielberg was doing. Kim Cattrall, Samantha from the from Sex in the City was also in an episode of Columbo like oh, okay. in the late yeah. 70s. I'm, I'm trying yeah. not to look I'm trying not to look ahead because I like being delighted and surprised. You know, when you find oh, out, oh, oh, yeah, 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 when you yeah, find yeah. out, like, Martin Landau is playing twins, uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> right, wow. Right. Uh, Leonard, I wonder Leonard. what those effects are like. <laughs> yeah, oh, terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the other interesting thing is, is that uh, they really do have, like, making some good efforts to do visual effects. There are times where, like, like someone will, will stare at someone and then in their sunglasses, you'll have some sort of a projection of what was there, but it won't quite match up. Or, like, they'll, they'll try to show something that's on a TV that had obviously right. been whatever their 1970s version of like rotoed, road, road, yeah, yeah, yeah. rotoed in and you can kind of see the edges, but God love them for trying. Yeah. yeah. And, and they got the robot to type. I mean, come on. <laughs> I think Columbo is also the show that we were talking about. Um, during the, one of our writer's strike episodes when we were talking to some TV writers that oh, yeah. a lot of like the best TV right. writing yeah. goes back to Columbo. Stephen like, Bosco like, was one yeah, of the Stephen early Bosco writers. Started yeah. it and then like, every great tv writer like worked under him and then like they all came so it's like this like very linear yeah. like family tree of tv writers who like all like one generation to the next like pass it on to each other yeah and it all like goes back to columbo basically and then to add another uh real life uh murder <laughs> angle is a uh, william link who was the co-creator he, his house, which I was in because I think he had some connection to my, my college that I went to, uh, was where the Menendez brothers uh, killed their parents. Whoa. He, he lived there after that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So nothing I, like a fan, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. The, guy just, <laughs> the guy just loves murder. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, it's a thing. Kind of the murder guy. I'm the, I'm the <laughs> yeah. murder guy among kind my Kind of friends. a weird guy. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know, but I got money. That's crazy that the first of the pilot episode was directed by Spielberg. Yeah. And like, then in the episode, how old was Spielberg? Uh, he had to be in his twenties. I mean, he was he was still yeah. kind of a wonder of underkind. Because when did it start like in the early seventies, right? Yeah, I think he had he I think it was like a year or a couple years before Jaws. Uh Wow. And oh, in the episode, uh one of the episodes I just watched, 
they had a character who was a boy genius named Steven Spellberg. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that that was like a, a tip of the cap to him or, you know, trying to make fun of him because he was this, you know, young boy genius. Right. So, uh, In your so many face, levels. loser, we named our young boy genius character yeah. after you. <laughs> <laughs> good, good luck with this shark movie, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What is, uh, what's something you think is overrated? Overrated. All right. Uh, this was a little tough for me, but, um, I recently, uh, through some miracle of financing, uh, purchased a cabin, um, okay. and I had a home inspection done and I thought, okay, great. That's gonna, that's gonna cover me for everything. Uh, and it turned out there were several things that he missed. Uh, and so I'm going to oh, say yeah. home, home inspectors are overrated, or at least the one that I was assigned, uh, it, was uh, it assigned by the, by somebody who had a, well, Okay. Vested interest in the sale going through? I okay, maybe I fell for it. Um <laughs> this is my, I've never I've never gone through the home buying process before. Uh and this was someone that was that was uh, recommended by our by our real estate agent who allegedly is there to advocate for us, but at the same time she also wants the sale to go through. Yeah, right, probably, she does. Yeah, so anyone who's out there uh, looking at a home, maybe get your own home inspector and uh yeah, just like uh for for instance our the very first day after we closed um, the refrigerator, uh, I noticed, uh, was not working, uh, and I looked in the home inspection report, and uh, the inspector noted there is a refrigerator. That was the that was the, <laughs> that was the extent of his inspection. Like he hadn't bothered to like open the open it and touch a can. Oh or man, this place is great. Look at that. Yeah. You got you got a refrigerator. You wow. got like you got chair doorknobs. right over there. You guys, whoa, whoa, whoa! You got is... got outlets to plug stuff in. Okay, yeah. okay. He Elon, did allegedly test money. all the outlets, so at least we know that's not the problem with the refrigerator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, right. And then, and then, uh, uh, there's a small deck that's off the back. And then, um, when we, we, we wanted to get it tightened up and, and fixed up. And so the deck guy came and said, Oh, they built that on top of the old balcony. And then look at that. You can see the old balcony joist. And then they just wedged the supports in under that, which again, would have mm. been nice to know, uh, sure. from an inspector before yeah. we uh, purchased the home. Uh, yeah, so yeah. It looks like this part is made out of crackers. Yeah, and no, it can't be. No, here, taste. Yeah. See, no, peanut butter. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this cabin was built like in the 1960s. There's, there's definitely yeah, yeah. a lot of, you know, there's definitely a lot of love in there, but there also is a lot of jank. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot yeah, of for sure. like, Well, that'll that'll work for now. It's got, it's yeah, got yeah, a lot yeah. of, yeah. yeah it's, it's got a lot of southern influences. Let's say in terms of uh, how some of the repairs were done. <laughs> a lot of love, again, not a lot of like overthinking. Of yeah. anything, yeah. Like a lot, I love a the lot idea of, that, of <laughs> that you had to get the deck tightened up because yes, I don't. I, I never like a loosely assembled deck. It was. Yeah. You know, look, he did. He did point out the railing needs to be tightened. Great. That's yeah. fair enough. Totally. I'm, I'm yeah. willing to tighten the railing. And again, disclosed. That's all I asked for. And again, right, I right, this right. is a total privilege thing. You know, uh, not everybody can get a house. I'm, I'm. I've never been in this position. But at the same time, yeah, it would be nice to know uh, literally what you're buying. So I don't know. I, I don't know at what point the real estate agent and the inspector and everyone else got, got together to have a good laugh at our expense. But, uh, I hope they enjoyed their, I hope they enjoyed their drinks. I mean, there, I don't think you have zero recourse if you do feel that like you were like, you know, at least got a terrible, uh, home inspection. I, I'm sure at some point you can like at least complain. So like, yeah, something, I, just, but... I mean, we can't, I mean, I can definitely let the, let the real estate agent know, Hey, I think this guy missed some stuff in case, yeah. you know, you're going to recommend him to somebody She's else. She's like, wait, but... who's this? I don't know. Sorry. This is like a yeah. new phone. I don't know. Like I'm counting <laughs> yeah, money right <laughs> now. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Who this? Yeah. You can at least uh new deck. <laughs> yeah. You can at least put a dead rat on his uh windshield. Yeah. Uh, oh, the home well, inspector. Speaking yeah. of which, the, the chimney guy, I'll give this guy credit. Uh the chimney guy found a dead bat in the uh in, hey, in the fireplace. Got to. Uh which was not great, but uh better than a live bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, trying, yeah. To look, trying to look on the bright side. So inhospitable uh, to bats was yes, in exactly. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let that be a warning. Let that be a warning, yeah. bats. Bats cease to exist when entering this fireplace. My aunt and uncle just sold their house and uh, my uncle was telling me this thing he learned during the process that real estate agents compared to the people they represent are just people who aren't real estate agents. Mm -hmm. Their homes stay on the market for like six months longer on mm -hmm. average than everyone else. So right. like, because... They, they, because they know that like a buyer will come along. They're oh, not in it. a panic. But when they're representing... You, right. you got to bounce like, on this one. You got yeah, to jump on this. I yeah. don't know yeah. if anything else is coming through. Yeah. Um. So, and presumably the home inspectors who they know are just going to give it a nice little once over. Right. And the ones who are going to like go in and like really inspect the shit. And then, you know, th that probably. Right. You got to touch the cans. I mean, guys, come on. 
Yeah. You've got to touch the cans. That's like, right. Then, because part of me is thinking, like, if a real estate, like, they want to get the price down for you, so their inspector should be going in and be like, no, nah, this is fucked up. This fucked up. You have to tighten that up. Mm-mm, no, I mean, but if they're I don't getting a percentage, they don't the want to get the price down. Yeah, they for want you. the price up. Don't but they? I mean, they want at the least. Price up. Uh, this is, I don't know, I guess this is me being like, when are they advocating for the customer? I know, well, that's why we should have hired our own independent When they tell person, you about the property, that's when yeah. they're advocating and for And to be you. fair, we did we did sign something with both with the inspector and the real estate agent saying that, you know, so I'm certain, you know, as far as recourse or whatever, you know, I'm sure it's all, it's all airtight yeah. legally and all that. And then, of course, you know, who wants to go to court or get a lawyer uh, or any yeah, that kind of Jay stuff? Yeah, Jake, so. I might remind you to look at paragraph four. Oh, okay. It's, it yeah. It just says, nana, nana, nana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no take uh, Yeah. <laughs> refer to the no take back. Just a chunk of the two of you with your legs kicked up smoking cigars. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, <laughs> sharing anyway, so a bathroom. I'm going to try to fix the refrigerator myself. I, uh, I have qualified myself by watching a YouTube video. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, ordering a, uh, a repair kit. And then um, I will call a professional. Yeah. 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 Okay. Or I'll just like get it. a new one. The things that I can fix in a household mm-hmm. include toilet. Mm hmm. And that's it. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's about it. I, I think I think maybe like a drain pipe. But I think I can usually figure out what's going on with one of those. But this one seems refrigerator to be, gets pretty complicated. This one I again, I just watched the I, I watched two different YouTube videos about it. They each had the same solution to this to the problem of the refrigerator for this model, and I and neither of them involves opening up the back. So I think that part like that's good. I, I think the yeah, fact yeah. that I can just do it all from like the internal. Or you know, from from just like yeah. moving stuff out of the front, like I'm willing to try that. I'm also willing uh, to abandon the project uh, after ten minutes. So it's that's good. See what I learned. Like I, I've I've looked at all kinds of YouTube videos to like yeah. do kind of like electrical kind of stuff. I yeah. learned the most just from having like my best friend's dad, who's an electrician. Yeah, who like just came by to be like, okay, let me just show you the basics so you do not fucking hurt yourself. Right. And then he's like, and this is the couple things you need. Now I'm out here. I'll put in a fucking GFCI outlet. If we oh, need shit. to fucking switch it up, you need dimmer wow. to put in. I'll put in a light fixture. I don't, I'm one Whoa. with the electricity. Damn. Damn, yeah. sir. If you're looking to come up to a cabin and uh, do a little electrical work for the. Yeah, you know, I might. Electrical I work scares the shit out of me. I could just yeah, see myself dead next to a chair underneath well, like yeah. a light socket. Do, you the, know? do the most, you know, the most uh, responsible thing was just turn the power off, you know, like yes. at the breaker. You know what I, I mean? I did actually, nah. fix our, I did actually fix our <laughs> stove yesterday. And, and the only reason I did that is because the first instruction was unplug it. I was like, okay. That's, <laughs> yes. That's like, no risk. Not, the worst that's going to happen is I'm going to make the stove worse. I'm not going to make myself worse. Right. So go. far, so far, so good. What's, uh, what's something you think is underrated? Uh, well, uh, on my show, Go Fact Yourself, which I'm sure we'll have an opportunity to promote uh, soon enough, we are scheduled to have Ed Begley Jr. on the show. In fact, we were scheduled to have him this past Sunday, but we canceled it. We postponed because of the alleged hurricane. Uh, and I, in researching our guests, which I do, I believe that Ed Begley Jr. is criminally underrated uh, as mm. an actor and as a person. Uh, yeah. He's been in over, he's been in like 350 film and TV projects. Uh, he was completely right about the climate and about electric cars and about, uh, uh, you know, all the stuff he does with healthy food and all that. And he was the butt of jokes for so many years because he was trying to save the planet. And now we're all just trying to catch up to Ed Begley Jr. And then on top of that, he was amazing on Better Call Saul uh, yeah. and and everything else he does. He does the comedy, he does the drama. He's got a new memoir coming out. Uh, I, I think Ed Begley Jr. is fantastic. And then you look at some of these films he made back in the 70s. Like he worked, he worked a couple of times with Paul Schrader and uh, just all these incredible directors uh, doing all this, you know, very varied work. And uh, Ed Begley Jr., I am on board, and I'm very excited to host him uh, when we reschedule that show. Damn. For sure. Yeah. And also, stays working, too. And stays working. Works constantly. Like, he's generous with his time. He has good energy, you know? Yeah. He does short films. He does uh, feature. You know, he'll, he'll do big, big projects. He'll do things to help people out. He's been on Broadway. I mean, he's he's amazing. People were clowning him for having a electric vehicle like yeah, early on that, in the game, man. and yeah. they're like, and he's like, "Just wait, you dumb fucks! I'm yep, from the future, exactly basically." Yeah, and that's, and that's, in his very Ed Bagley way. Yeah. But I think <laughs> also shout out to him. Uh, he uh, he also went to we went to the same high school, not at the same time, obviously, but he's also from the valley or grew up in the valley. I know he's from new york originally but he he grew up in the valley too oh no so kidding i always yeah. yeah he's always at the like studio city farmers I was gonna market say, yeah you definitely can see him in the in the valley all over yeah and, yeah, yeah yeah all and, the time and for a while it was sort of a joke because you knew when you were driving by ed begley's house because it was the one with you know the solar panels and the electric car and the, yeah, the, the yeah. gardens and all that and now all the all the houses in that neighborhood look like that exactly there is that simpsons joke that uh super producer right, brian right. 
shared that I remember. Oh, that right. is, uh, Power, powered by my own, was it my sense, sense of self-satisfaction? Self self satisfaction. Yeah. And that's another yeah. thing. He did that voice for that yeah, joke about yeah. himself. That's so yeah. great. Hey, he was right. All that, and you're right, and you have a sense of humor about it. Yeah, amazing. Well, uh, that's very cool. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about the news. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. We're back. Did you guys have a chance to read peruse the Ronan Farrow article about I Elon read a Musk? distillation of it from another person. Oh, you read saw, the distillation? Yes, okay. the distillation. I did not get to read the actual article. Okay. Yes, I read mm -hmm. some X's about it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the big thing is that like there there are big chunks of the US government that are heavily reliant on him. Right. Like his Starlink satellites make the war effort in Ukraine possible to a large degree. And there was one point where he like, didn't like the amount of money he was getting. And also people are speculating that, uh, he was starting to come around to the Russian side of the mm -hmm. war and had like had some conversations with Putin and, you know, Ukrainian forces were in a battle and the internet turned off. Right. Yeah. And they were like, hey, what what the what the fuck just happened? And it was, you know, he was holding out. He can Which, he can. Are you sure that, that was Elon? Because he seems very well reasoned and on the right side yeah. of so many issues. I mean, yeah. looking at his past tweets, he was just basically like, Yeah, I think like Ukraine needs to like chill out and just get back yeah. with Russia. I, that's yeah. my take. I don't know, whatever. That's now is it weird tweet. that when I first saw that Ronan Farrow wrote about Elon Musk, <laughs> I was a little disappointed that it wasn't about some yeah, sort of like a me too kind of a thing? Yeah, yeah that it is some... a little bit and it also like for for as dumb as he looks on the twitter thing specifically yeah um and as dumb as he looks in specific anecdotes throughout this he is making smart moves in terms of acquiring power absolutely like putting himself uh, in a position to be also, yeah. absolutely necessary to the well, u.s that's government what's so weird is because you know he, so much of his uh his, the messages he's been putting out are about these 
these sort of micro decisions that he's making, you know, when, when you've got this huge thing, it's like, you'd think, I guess if, I guess he doesn't have a publicist, he doesn't have anyone consulting him. He doesn't have anyone to say no to him, but you'd think they'd be like, Elon, let people know that like you control the internet over an entire country. Like that's such a more important <laughs> thing than I'm deciding that we're going to get rid of the block button on, you know, on this app that, <laughs> that millions of fewer people use nowadays. Well, I think, yeah. yeah or I like, think that, yeah. The, the Starlink thing, the Starlink thing may just sort of lead to a greater conversation of like, wait, how much power does this yeah. dude have? Like, no, no, but DOD is like kissing the ring. To, yeah, you're definitely into like Stark Industries territory now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, if you literally, you literally can uh, affect the outcome of a, of a war. And of course, you know, it's never great when billionaires cozy up to dictators. No, 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 no. And Putin is like, people think maybe the actual richest person in the world. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they would, have uh aligned priorities from in oh, sure. that respect because putin's just surrounds himself with cello players who are worth three billion dollars for some reason yeah <laughs> it's like huh um well, it's interesting it's kind of a symbiotic relationship you look at how much that you know when it was even before elon you know what twitter did for russia in terms of you know getting their propaganda out there um you know a lot of i, I don't know how monetizable that's been for elon uh, since he's, you know, taken so much of the value out, but it is an interesting, you know, relationship of, you know, what's, what's in it for, for each of them. Like what's in it for Elon, if they're, you know, unless there's some secret dealing that we don't know about. Yeah. Cause you know, w- which way is the money flowing? Yeah. So NASA is completely reliant on SpaceX mm-hmm. to supply the international space station. And again, in this case, the second he has the power, like th- that, uh, you know, people are reliant on him he become he like tests the limits mm-hmm. you know like there's a there's a um launch that the fa is like the weather you you truly can't launch this like mm-hmm. this, this just like you're not going to be able to land it and he goes through with it anyways right. and is basically like and what are you going to do about that you going to you you going to fuck with me and right. you're right. going to find me? Mm-hmm. Well, he's very much like, I'd rather, I'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission. And then he doesn't ask for forgiveness. No. <laughs> exactly. and, yeah. And then he'll just make a threat. He's like, well, mo- those motherfuckers can die up in the space yeah. station. You know, we yeah. don't have to go up there. And they're yeah. like, okay, fuck, fuck, fine. But privatization is, is so great. I mean, the, yeah. this is just one of, you know, very it's few so wild. Well, yeah, yeah. There, there's like these moments where the like head of the FAA is like calling him after he like did this reckless launch mm-hmm. to be like, Hey, we're going to ground you for like a couple, like literally ground your rockets for a couple of months. Um, but he opens the call just being like, you've done so much for the space, right, right. for the world of space. We're like, so grateful. Thank you so much, Elon. Like he just <laughs> can't like walk three steps without somebody kissing his exactly. ass. Right. Yeah. So, um, same pattern with Tesla, like their self-driving tech was rolling through stoplights and the authorities were like, you can't program self-driving tech that intentionally right. breaks the law. Like, you know that, right? Uh, and Tesla was basically like, can too, you right. know, because the entire infrastructure of like electronic vehicle charging is reliant on Tesla charger. Like the, the Biden administration like made a change and was like, oh, it seems like they've got it. Well, so what are they going to do? Like fine him a million dollars? Right. You know, Again, uh, fines don't matter yeah. to somebody who's this rich. So yeah. we've got ourselves in a fine kettle of fish. Uh, and yeah, basically Tesla backed down at the last second, but he will use his power as recklessly and aggressively uh, as he wants. Is seems to be the... Who can the stop implication? Them? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, it's, just, it's like every group you've named is basically like in an abusive relationship with them. Right. Yeah. That's it. That really feels like what it is. The, the Pentagon, is, yeah. NASA, and it's, the that's U.S. Like, government writ large. It's, yeah. It's Pentagon I know that like, girl. You got to, you got to respect yourself. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah you, look, look, uh, DOD, you got to make sure your next move is your best move. You know what I mean? <laughs> you should get with me. But I think when you like, I know that on one hand we're talking about like, I, yes, he definitely has this tremendous amount of power that he's concentrated over the years. And like, and now part of it is sort of like the, like with Trump is like, is it that he is so genius or is that his instincts are just aligned with this kind of predatory behavior of like totally finding those spots and knowing, oh, okay, they're in bed with me now. Oh shit. If I get, if I control all this shit, then I know they can't say shit to me. And if it's just sort of like his yeah, instincts yeah. or 
you know, is he like Machiavelli, like, you know, really rubbing his mitts? I think it's I think- probably just because he's a billionaire. It's just his his brain is just set to this kind of of like power consolidation. Yeah. I can, I continue to think he's like a genius of power consolidation and power acquisition and being a predator. Like that's that's how you become a billionaire in the first place is just being a, a super predator of like economic finding economic situations that benefit you and then just demolishing people over and over and over and over again until you have all their money. Yeah, it's sort of the the dark side of chutzpah. <laughs> like right. you know what I mean? It's like nobody nobody would have the gall to to try to consolidate so much or try to do so much or try to ignore so many rules. And then you know that that's what I sort of see in common with with Trump is yeah. mm-hmm. you know is, is of course you're not you're not going to be held accountable. You're just going to keep going, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And no, where does that momentum lead? For sure, we're talking like, about the narcissistic personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Like at a pathological level, seems yeah. to be the hack for our current system. Yeah. Like, it's like and the thing so that allows thin, you to be, yeah. Yeah. And both so thin skinned, you know, so concerned about people liking them and praising them yeah. and, you know, can't handle any, any kind of a criticism or, you know, yeah. all the stuff that, that Elon's doing on X. Ugh. Right. Uh, Which helps but, because that, like that, there is a moment in, in the article where they talk to somebody who like works closely with him and they were like, he wakes up answering emails, goes to bed, answering emails, never sleeps is, like lives probably the most miserable life that I've ever witnessed in my life. Like he's just, but, but I think that is what drives him is being that thin skinned and just being a petulant baby and like not being willing to admit that what, when he is wrong, you know, that's the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then just using every advantage that he has to acquire power and then use that power to punish the people who, said he was wrong in the first place but that kitchen sink bit that was hilarious you guys come on oh my god that was so did you write that for him i i, fi- I figure a very funny comedian must have written that you know there's him. a thing called the nda uh, <laughs> yep, yep, that yep. uh cannot Keeping it pro break yeah all right it's debate night folks mm-hmm. i can't remember a primary debate i i feel like i've been uninterested in primary debates before but this one <laughs> This one really, it's I don't know, be, man. I, I, I guess maybe people are expecting that, like, they're going to come for DeSantis, and we'll we'll get to, you know, that there are the promises that something has gone wrong inside of him, and we might mm. get to see it come out, right? Yeah. Like, erupt forth. Yeah, I would love to see an an, an unrehearsed moment with DeSantis. To, you know, I'd love to see someone trigger that response. Yeah, yeah, he is on the back foot completely going oh, into sure. this debate, like especially with like those debate memo that debate like plan leaking and people were like okay so, so i didn't we hear know. about that what is that basically there was some shit that said like defend trump hammer Ramas ramaswamy vivek ramaswamy uh then there was like another thing that was like so painful it was like evoke family connection with anecdote and ha- oh, like it no. was just like it was just these like, you know, but everyone's going to have your debate prep is going to yeah, have things like right. that, like who you should go say, after. It, it shouldn't say a pro approximate human emotion. <laughs> no, no, no. It definitely was. Yeah. Like it. it hold on. Let me pull it up because the way yeah. it's written uh, debate prep defend Trump is so funny because Trump is just shitting on him nonstop. And yeah, his one note for how to deal with Trump is defend Trump at all cost. Yeah. I am curious to see. Because I, I really have, obviously, I don't agree with him on most issues, but I, I have really admired how Chris Christie has been kind of prosecuting the case and how he's been articulating. Uh, like, you know, you can disagree with him, but I feel like he has been intelligently and clearly saying, you know, all these truths about Trump, but also kind of, you know, what he wants to do with the country. And you can disagree about his policies, or whatever. And I am curious if, if, if there's any chance any of that kind of message can get through. Uh, especially since he'll be, you know, the only one aside maybe from like was it Asa Hutchinson? I think is also kind of anti-Trump. Um, yeah. That it, it, if the, any of that message gets through to the people watching this on Fox News, it's just hard because like you know he he tried to do that in 2016 and then he yeah. completely capitulated. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, yeah, I love Trump basically, yeah. so I don't know what the problem is. So he looks, you know, he's like a weeble wobble in, in terms of like what he is able to sort of stand on. But mm. that is true. Like he is intelligent enough to be like, well, he looks the most non-Trumpian candidate if you're yeah. looking at it from that perspective. So mm-hmm. in this 
Um, in this fucking memo, it said, here are the four basic must-dos of your overarching goals of the debate. One, attack Joe Biden in the media three to five times. It's like a recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, state GRD's positive vision two to three times. Uh, then it says, hammer Vivek Ramaswamy in a response. Four, defend Donald Trump in absentia in response to a Chris Christie attack. Oh, there so it is. he's... That's like kind of, you know, he's that. So anyway, his is that him trying to run for vice president? Is that him trying to get on the ticket with him? I feel like this whole debate is people basically auditioning mm. to be part of the administration on some level. So like now we're like, OK, who's going to be on stage? Like you said, Chris Christie, Ron right. DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, who had like some really cool 9-11 things to say this week. Oh, uh, Mike Pence, Asa Hutchinson, Doug Bergram and Tim Scott. Doug Bergram is the governor, I believe, of North Dakota, who only got in because he had this like um like gift card scheme in order to get as many donors <laughs> right, right, like right he like basically hacked his way onto that debate stage um so we will see uh where that ends up going Bergram yeah Bergram yeah, yeah I've never heard that name before in my life yeah cuz he basically he just basically found a way to just sneak in at the last minute and again this is kind of where a candidate like that or people who have nothing going on maybe they can find a moment to like shine or whatever mm. but i have a feeling based on like the that leaked memo with desantis he's going in it like they're just gonna call me out on the memo probably the whole time i say anything mm-hmm. um but i think he's probably gonna be like the wimpy kid that the other candidates are just gonna beat up on for points during the debate um so that might be kind of cool and then he like starts screaming about guantanamo bay but yeah not, yeah not entirely sure who's gonna stand out here because really it just feels like at this point all eyes are on trump and he said well i'm gonna hang out with tucker carlson and i'm doing something with tucker carlson that night so and then i'm reporting to court the next day yeah right. then i got court then i guess i had to turn myself in where yeah. i gotta get arrested yeah where these soros funded courts are putting a two hundred thousand dollar bond and making putting conditions on it like i can't make any threats to anyone having anything to do with the case or else I will have my bond revoked and who knows what will happen then. Um, but he put on Truth Social this one right after we found out, like, because the bond hearing was sort of like, you say fucking anything. Yeah. Like sideways to anybody involved with this and it's going to get revoked. Now, I don't sure I'll believe it when I see it because uh, it just feels like this whole time this Trump is like just sort of like Elon Musk. He's like, yeah, OK, I like to see you try it. Watch this. Yeah. Um, but he this is what he put uh, put out on Truth Social right after that hearing. Quote. The failed district attorney of Fulton County, Atlanta, in parenthetical, (laughs) Fannie Willis insisted on a $200,000 bond for me. I assume, therefore, that she thought I was a, quote, flight risk. I'd fly far away, maybe to Russia, 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 share a gold-domed suite with Vladimir, never to be seen or heard from again. Would I be able to take my very, quote, understated airplane with the gold Trump affixed to all to see? Probably not. I'd be much better off flying commercial. I'm sure nobody would recognize me. What is he getting at there with the, I, the last? Like, it just feels like, I don't know. He, I think he's trying to say maybe like, like how, I can't, could I, how could I, I be can't a flight run risk? away? Yeah, yeah. How yeah. could I be a flight risk? My plane has Trump affixed to it. Got it. Right. Yeah. Um, he's like, or, you know, so, there's like a private plane and, you know, I just abscond. Fly Whatever. far away. Maybe to Russia, Russia, Russia. Share a gold domed suite with Vladimir. Domed, that is so specific that I yeah. really would that, love to that, know that more. Is, I mean, most of his accusations are confessions, and this yeah, seems to be yeah. one also. Like, we're going to find out later, like, oh, he, he, they pass money to each other in a gold dome suite. Right. The gold dome suite is where the uh, wonderful Compromat uh, story occurred. Maybe something like that. But yeah, I maybe. So I don't know. It, maybe he'll go to Russia and be a common Steven Seagal or something. But yeah, eh. is there a future? Where he just runs to Russia, like loses the election, runs to Russia, is the new Steven Seagal. And we just like get video dispatches from him. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened because his whole thing is like avoiding accountability. So Mm. like if I were him, you're probably always have an eye on that option to be like, I could always just fuck off to Russia and there's no way they can get me there. So maybe there's that. Which is probably true. But I don't know. I mean, I think his ego... Probably wants to see what happens, but I have, I have no clue. I mean, we'll see how these trials go, but <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, Jack. We just don't know. If, we uh, just don't know. The laws will be equally applied to everybody. So we've seen DeSantis like kind of 
be a counterpuncher with the media in some cases. Like there were a couple things on COVID. I remember where he, people were like, he owns this reporter. Um, but it seems like not since the campaign has started, has he had any sort of response to any sort of adversity or criticism that hasn't like felt like it's bordering on unhinged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Is, am I missing anything? Has there ever, has he been able to like, I think he just fires a staff member every time he gets yeah. a hard question now yeah. or yeah. his like, or his boots get bigger. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, right. do you see that one recent pick of him with his cowboy boots on under his suit? And like, he w- always wears this outfit, but like, the way the boots are like too big for the pant leg, I'm like, this is just bad styling. But whatever, yeah. you you got to get that lift, Ron. I get it. You want to go vertical <laughs> on them, and of course, so, we wouldn't care if he were a decent person and had decent policies and you know treated peace people in a decent yeah. manner. But it, but it, the fact that he doesn't just it just just adds one other thing to point to. He's like, yeah. I hate everything. So because of that, I know hate will be directed at me, and I can only defend yeah. myself with these boots. Yes, damn it. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, honestly, like when he was, you know, quote unquote, poning the media back Mm -hmm. then, that was through the lens of just him being this, you know, like rogue governor. Yeah. Yeah, And now, like, as it shifts into, well, how's that compared to these other people? How's that compared to Trump? Now he's running for president. Then the attacks get a little bit different. And even he can't keep like the energy the same way. Well, it feels like he's being called out for his bullying now and he doesn't really have a good response for it because that's sort of what it is, you know, because he can't, he can't just say like, yeah, I'm an asshole. That's, that's what I do. That's, that's, that's what I do because I'm an asshole. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where now he's like telling Bob Iger, he's like, why don't we just knock it off and drop the lawsuit, man? Because like, I won. Like, I don't care anymore. So, (laughs) It's like okay, no, because sure. like as usual, a lot of times with trolls, they don't they don't think it out to their logical conclusion. It's like, well, what no. happens if the other person actually responds? What happens if you stand <laughs> right. up? You know, what happens if you stand up to a bully? It's like then 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 what do you do? You know, right. it's, a, it's a lot easier to say we're going to ban this and you know we're going to sue this, and then when it actually happens, you know, somebody you know, it's like the it's it's standing up to a bully. It's the car catching up to the dog. It's, yeah, you know, they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Every um, time. Well, it'll be interesting. I guess Chris Christie's our greatest hope because, like, oh, I don't God think help us. I don't think Mike Pence is gonna like have much smoke for him, right? Um, I don't, we'll see. If knowing him, he's gonna go up incrementally. When he's like, "I felt like I was in danger on January 6th. <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're like, "Okay, dude." They tried. To, they were gonna whatever. Yeah, whatever, man. He's got a <laughs> little right. speech. He's got his little speech ready about you know, I was asked to do something and the Constitution doesn't allow me to do it, and so I right. didn't do it. And then and I and believe in the not made a difference in any of the polling. Yeah, I know. It's funny, too, because so many of these like the way they talk to the voters, it's like they're talking to like Republican voters that don't exist anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like DeSantis evokes the military and stuff like that. But it's like, but you guys have completely jettisoned your like that connection or your respect for the military with Trump. Like where, you know, whether it was people like Colonel Vindman or Gold Star families, they were like, fuck these hater ass military people like fuck a veteran to the point that that became normal so it's just like odd where like all of these people just seem like the same version of like trying to be like a 90s republican like early aughts republican but also neocon yeah no more but like winking at like light fascism it's just a very i don't know it's going to be painful but uh we'll probably have to watch nonetheless yeah All right, let's take uh, one more quick break and we'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. 
Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring the Kardashians, of course. And... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we're back. Oh, we are. And uh, there's this article in the New York Times, I think on Monday, um, where I don't know. They, it it seems like so. So the U.S. like airline industry has had a really good run. Oh, <laughs> like there there hasn't been a death, like a a crash, a fatal crash in since I think 2009, and they have these policies in place that are called like the Swiss cheese plan where it's like, there may be a hole at this level, but it's like on top of this other layer of checks that might have a hole at a different layer. But like, ultimately you get down to the bottom and like all holes are patched up. There are just like checks on checks on checks on checks. But this New York times report is saying that both internal like FAA data and also like NASA has an external, like they keep track of near misses and like they've really shot up in the past couple months even. Um, and people within the industry are like, I mean, th- this is not going to be anything new for, for anyone to hear, but uh, it, the staffing shortage, this is a direct quote. Staffing shortage is beyond unsustainable. It has now moved into a phase of just plain dangerous. One air traffic controller wrote to the FAA last year uh, in a confidential safety report. But then you have Matthew Lehner, an FAA spokesman who said the agency's multi-layered approach to safety has quote, virtually eliminated the risk of fatalities aboard U S commercial airlines. Mm, Virtually doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sense. (laughs) Virtually. (laughs) Um, and by that, he means we've mostly started focusing on the metaverse yeah. and virtual. <laughs> yeah. Um, why go anywhere? We are in the metaverse. You can go on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, it seems like it's the, the same, the thing that we see happening to all industries, whether it be like, you know, hospitals or whatever. It's like, you know, companies come in, they, uh, cut, cut, cut. You know, people make less money. There is less staff. It is pleasing to Wall Street. It is unsustainable for the people who actually work for these companies. And like, because the incentive system is set up for these companies to be just like, look good, line go up on Wall Street. We have a lot of things falling apart in this country. And like, this just, like, I, this, I don't want to go. I don't want to go out like this because like right. some fucking asshole executive was, you know, not even from the airline industry, but like from some private equity company that owns a stake in the airline industry was like, what if we had half of the staff? Wouldn't that make my yacht slightly bigger? I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, I could land. Well, if, if we do that, I could definitely land a helicopter on it now, which, Yeah, which is what I'm trying to do. So you're yeah, unfortunately, board. it's a lot of it, it. Like you were saying, it's a lot of how we deal with uh, issues of maintenance and and ongoing, you know, bigger macro issues. I think maybe I, I wonder if it's just sort of in general to human level, but certainly in the U.S. You know, you look at 
you know, we don't, we don't work at fixing our bridges until they collapse. You know, you don't, right. oh, yeah, you know, yeah. work, you know, I mean, there, there is the corporate raider element of it where, you know, you're responsible more for your stockholders and to your customers. Um, and then when that involves safety, that's obviously uh, terrible, but um, yeah. And then there's also a little bit of the hubris also that like, oh, we fixed that. And, you know, I don't yeah. know if you know, but I recently bought a cabin, had an inspection, and they also missed a lot of things. <laughs> so I can very much relate to this. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 trying to do so much more with less and uh, relying not on the people on the ground, literally, but on the on the people uh, who are looking at the at the numbers. Um, you know, when you look at uh, like to me, my favorite government agency, uh, and I'm sure we all have one, is uh, the National <laughs> Transportation Safety Board. Because they just they oh, come in, the they, they investigate the stuff. They're, they seem, you know, they have historically been well funded, and then, uh, you know, without fear or favor, they issue the report. And usually, the FAA uh, does exactly whatever they say. And then lately, they haven't as much. They think they're they think they're being too cautious. Well, they um, got two bosses. They got them, and then they've got Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. <laughs> it, all, it all comes back to Elon. So, I mean, I still feel safe flying. It still is the safest form of of transportation. But yeah, no, this definitely, this definitely is alarming. And the fact that there's no humility, you know, at least in their you know, initial statements, they're not, they're not saying, you know, why they feel they have these, these risks done. They're not supporting it with, you know, with evidence. It's just saying, you know, Hey, trust us, we got this. And then right. what's the accountability when they don't, you know, someone yeah. gets fired. That's it. I mean, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, pop quiz assholes for all the people making money off the airlines. What do you think is going to happen to the company value when there's some kind of fucking accident? Yeah, they, they always bounce back though. They, you know they what I get mean? Bailed out by the government, you know. Or it's like us, that move. Taxpayers. Did y'all watch Hijack on Apple TV? That Idris Elba thing? Because no, like a similar no. plot to like that, bankrupt an airline with like a crash and all this other stuff and like dumping the stock. Before. Anyway, it's most noteworthy for me for like basically not existing, being like an Idris Elba series. That it's like if that was a movie, that would be a big deal. I would watch it. Like I watched Beast or whatever the Lion movie was. Right, but like. Yeah, I just like I can't believe how little that series exists. Did you watch it's, it? Is it good? I watched it because when my mom was babysitting, like she watched a couple episodes. So it like it when I turned on my TV, it's like want to continue. I'm like, I never started this shit. And then so I started watching the pilot, and then Her Majesty got completely sucked away. She's like, We gotta watch the next one. We gotta watch the yeah, next yeah. one. We gotta watch mm. the next one. I love uh, but it, Elba. I love airline disaster movies. I believe I have an Apple TV account through a friend, and I have not heard of this until you just mentioned. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. same, same. It's, That's the thing with no one. No, half the shows on Apple, Apple TV. I'm like, Prime, what the who? Like, really, truly, these shows might might as well not exist. Like, right, Prime which, made the most expensive show ever of all mm -hmm. time, and the only reason people knew about it was because it was the most expensive, expensive show yeah. ever of all time. Like that, well, was, that and, and like, there were a bunch of stories about that, and then nobody mm -hmm. really watched it. Now, if they advertise during Columbo on Peacock, I'm thank you. Yeah, That's I right. think yeah, honestly, I think the racist backlash to people seeing black elves may have been more of a PR push than anything Amazon did. Mm. When more people yeah. were like, "Damn, these fucking people are mad that they're black." Okay, whatever. Fucking Lord of the Guild. How I keep that shit. This also reminds me of there's a, a chapter in the book Wisdom of Crowds that is about the Challenger disaster mm -hmm. and like how this group of people just got hijacked by this like a, a couple people who are incentivized to have the launch go off on time mm. and but like over and over the other thing you see is just they had been hypnotized by their own good luck and good yep. fortune to that point mm -hmm. like the there hadn't been a space crash to that point and like right. they were like we fucking landed on the moon like that shit's crazy <laughs> like Apollo 13 happened and right. we still came out like okay we are golden and so like the exact thing that ended up causing the crash Yep. was like on the table at this meeting the day before the launch was supposed to go off and like a bunch of experts were like you you're crazy if you're gonna let this go for like these like o-rings are going to cause the fucking thing yeah. to explode i think and, that's the gambler's fallacy isn't it where yeah it's the gambler's fallacy where you're like on a you're you just expect the string of good luck to continue yeah and i think the airline industry is kind of going through a similar thing where they're like we've it, it, it's an amazing run folks we're really doing it we're we're the best and which they yeah. are but that doesn't mean yeah right. that doesn't mean you can't pay attention to warning signs yeah right which exactly. i think again like to the thing we've just been saying with so many industries or like our infrastructure it's like 
we're all coasting off of that initial investment. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like yeah. post like post war investment when in the our government infrastructure. Had power and yeah. it was funded. And then and then everyone's like, fuck it, y'all, we got this. And it's right. like, dude, this state school is fucking crumbling into ash. Like, what the yeah. fuck is this? We were like, no, that got 75 years ago. Dude, it's fine. We put <laughs> money down. Nothing happened. And then right. it does like, oh shit, oh fuck. And I'm sure with the same thing because of like the safety regulations that are in yes. place yeah it's there for a reason but it's not because yeah. then you can coast off of that shit at the end you have to keep maintaining that level of service you know it's and like that's why you have that track on uh, an old cabin yeah <laughs> you. that's right well there's your problem <laughs> <laughs> but by, like there there's a part of the story where biden is like they're like the biden administration has been like asking for funding to better staff like air traffic controllers but mm -hmm. like that is just a the job of the president is no longer like you say a thing and it gets done it's yeah reagan like, could fire him he, he <laughs> ought to be able to give him more money or hire more of them yeah right. yeah he instead it's like this job where you're like i don't know like my hands are tied man hey you gotta talk to congress gotta yeah. talk to yeah. congress it's not wrong gotta talk to but... billionaires um all right uh, so anyways, there, there's something if you're, if you're flying anytime soon to, uh, make <laughs> yeah, you me. second guess that. Um, oh God, I hope now I have to, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and yeah. uh, I'm going to have faith for now, but yeah, I, mm -hmm. it's, it is alarming when the workers of a very important industry are saying we are spread too thin at an yeah. unsustainable level. That and of course yes. it's very easy for critics to, to say like, well, of course they're going to say that because they want to, you know, they want more money or they want less work. So, you know, which I, those I, I greedy doubt is, air yeah. traffic control barons. Exactly. Yeah. And those on all the greedy ground crew. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But you know what? I would rather overpay and yes. over push the job of someone whose lives are, you know, who, who people are depending on for their lives than so many other uh, industries and jobs where that's done. It's like, yeah, you know what? Give them an extra hour a day. Give them a right rather than an extra few bucks an hour because like they're definitely like drifting into like stockton rush ocean gate ceo like mentality of like it's like it's fine it's everything is so fucking safe man yeah. like it's here yeah yeah because a homemade submarine hadn't imploded right. at the bottom of the ocean yet right. yet he was right. like so it's probably <laughs> not gonna happen we're probably good here right oh mm -hmm. man um all right well J. Keith Van Stratton, such a pleasure having you oh, on the Daily Zeitgeist. So wonderful to be here as always. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Uh, you can uh, listen to our podcast, Go Fact Yourself, F-A-C-T Yourself, wherever you get podcasts. You can go to our website for info on our latest episodes and our live show tapings at gofactorpod.com. You can follow us on the socials at gofactorpod. And if you're in the L.A. area, come see us on Wednesday, August 30th at the Center for Inquiry with Ed Begley Jr., the underrated hey. No More, Ed Begley Jr. and Glozell. And then on uh, Sunday, September 10th, also at the Center for Inquiry, Glozell. Mike Schmidt and Allison Tolman will be on the show. Nice. There you go. Mike Schmidt, the baseball player? No, Mike Schmidt, oh, okay. the <laughs> podcaster and comedian. There you go. Although, right. we'll find out if he plays baseball as well. Um, is there a work of media that you've been enjoying? Well, you might have heard me talk about Columbo, uh, but I also, uh, I just discovered yesterday this wonderful uh, website called uh, Los Angeles Theaters. It's at losangelestheatersres.blogspot.com. There's a theater uh, in my neighborhood that's been sitting vacant for over 10 years, and they're finally doing something with it, and I was kind of curious about the history. And this guy has this site. I spent hours there just learning about, like, when it opened and uh, all the different things that have happened to it over over all the years. As you you all probably know, there's incredible historic theaters all over LA that, you know, some of which are now, you know, a bookstore or a gap or, and some of which are actual theaters. And, and this site is such a wonderful, beautiful, loving deep dive into uh, their history and all the places they've appeared in films and that kind of stuff. So I, oh, I really, uh, I really recommend that. Wait, you're what's that called uh, again? It's called Los Angeles theaters, theaters with an RE dot blogspot. Oh, okay. Um, and he takes like, he, he finds like original articles about like the theater openings and happenings and historical images from all over. Um, I just discovered it yesterday. I hope it's not a front for some sort of Nazi propaganda, but so far so good. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, because I like the. I think you're mentioning Bookstar on Ventura, which yes, used to be right. a theater, that and one, that's one. That of was them. like, yeah, that was like my go-to bookstore as a kid, and I was always like amazed. I'm like, wow, it's like a just like a ticket box office and yep. stuff, but then you can go in and buy whatever you want. Okay, now I'm definitely gonna check this out. Amazing, uh, Miles. Where can people find you? Is there a work of media you've been enjoying? I'm like getting lost in this list of like 
Whoa, there's right? stuff by my house. Okay, wow. Yeah, all right. Oh, this is you. great. Okay. Uh, you can find me at Miles of Gray, wherever they got at symbols. You can find uh, Jack and I on our basketball podcast. Miles and Jack are mad boosties. You know, just previewing the NBA season. I think we'll be talking about the Central Division in the next episode. Uh, then you can find me on my true crime podcast, The Good Thief, talking about the search for Vasilis Paliokostas, the Greek Robin Hood. Uh, and also, you know, if you like trash reality, 420 Day Fiance with Sophie Alexandra and I. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, work and media, I like, hey, uh, actually, yesterday was the 30th anniversary of the premiere of the show that Friends ripped off, a.k.a. Living Single. Because we living. are living. Yeah. I can't believe it's the third. I don't even want to like think about that. Uh, but shout out the whole gang from that show. Uh, because man, that was a seminal show for me. And uh, yeah, you can still stream it and and you know learn yourself about something good. There you go. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A uh, couple tweets I've been enjoying. Alex Patak's Satire Kitchen responded to the the video of the person, uh, the the woman who was talking about the challenge of going to see Oppenheimer with her husband, who mm. didn't want to see the. Uh, sex, sex scene, scene and like had to put sex. his head on her shoulder and alex wrote when there's a sex scene in a movie my wife sprays me with a hose so i don't break the tv trying to quote get in there um, <laughs> <laughs> you know different tactics just yeah, go and do yeah. your own research go in with your eyes open just kidding uh you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien and on threads at Jack underscore O underscore Brian. Find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and our website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link up to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what is a song that you think people might enjoy? I think you're going to like this track uh, from Melanie Charles, Haitian American from uh, Brooklyn singing her track over the instrumental of uh, the Tame Impala track, uh, I'm a Man. I think that's what it's it called, Because I'm a Man. Because I'm a Man. That's what it is. Mm. Uh, anyway, this is like kind of the slowed down that Tame Impala instrumental uh, and then just sings her own thing over. It's called Petty. So check this out. Petty by Melanie Charles. And I miss Melanie Charles, y'all. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. um, Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending. Mm -hmm. And hey, we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.